Welcome to the Living in Lithuania podcast. Join me, Austin, in conversation with internationals that have found themselves living here in Lithuania. Okay. Hi, Wenzen. Welcome. Hi, Austin. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this, to be my first guest. Thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> so um, I'm really happy you're here. And um, maybe just to start, you could shortly introduce yourself, um, where you're from, and what brought you here, what brought you to Lithuania. Um, so my name is Wenzen. I'm from Singapore. I have been living in Lithuania since 2015, so a very conventional, cheesy story. I moved to Lithuania because of love, but I decided to stay on because of myself. So that's probably how I'll put it, because uh, after a year of moving to Lithuania, I then didn't continue pursuing that relationship, but I still decided to stay on in Lithuania because, you know, it's a comfortable place and it's a nice place to be in. Okay, yeah. Um, why did you decide to stay in the end? So I spent probably my first year plus minus living in Konis. I found a job there, was working there. And back then, it, I, I actually felt really isolated in Konis. It was very... Um, it might seem like exaggeration, but at that point, I felt really miserable to a certain extent because I was just going to work to the gym and home. I didn't have friends. Um, the only people I knew were uh, my Dan partner's um, friends and they all live in Vilnius. You know, I didn't speak any Lithuanian. It was just really hard. And then um, I relocated to Vilnius on the same job, like, and things got better, you know, within a few weeks, I think, I made some friends of my own. I was having activities to do. Also, the weather got warmer. <laughs> weather is a huge yeah. determinant here in Lithuania. So I I felt like, hey, you know, it's not that bad. You know, there are things to do. And main thing was I really enjoyed um, my freedom to a certain extent here. Like, you know, my work hours were short and then... Um, the quality of living was good here too. Things were not expensive. And also in Singapore, I lived with my parents. Of course, I could pursue, you know, other opportunities to live in other countries, but I would start again from scratch. So I decided, hey, let's give it a try and spend a few years in Lithuania. A year became two, became three, four, and the story goes on. And then um, at the end of my, like, half one and a half years later I kind of adopted I adopted a dog mm -hmm. so it was a huge commitment and it becomes much harder to live when you have an animal so I think the main reason why I'm saying now of course is that I, I like the life here but also my dog I will oh. never abandon her <laughs> yeah that's so sweet to hear yeah I really love that you yeah you came for love and you say you stayed for yourself and that you found the reasons to stay, which is it's, it's always uh, good to hear. Um, I'm curious, how was it like to, to find a job here? Because you didn't have a job before moving, right? You you found something when you, when um, you decided Actually, to move? I found a job before I moved. So um, everything happened by chance. So mm. uh, I remember after graduating from university, so I had like a random job. I was working for a month and then I came to Lithuania to stay because I could stay for 90 days in Lithuania 
Uh, so I stayed for three months, and I was trying to look for a job then because I really wanted to stay in Lithuania. Mm-hmm. And then the 90 days came and went, and I didn't have a job. And I managed to find a job in Singapore, so I started working in Singapore. And that company that I was working for in Singapore was very flexible. So mm-hmm. I came to Lithuania on vacation, mm-hmm. remote working, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I, I had nothing to do, you know. So I started applying for jobs just for fun. I'm a weird person. <laughs> I like going for job interviews. That's, That's a lovely hobby to have. Yes. <laughs> very healthy. Yeah. <laughs> I like to talk about myself. That's why I'm here. Check out the market, you know, <laughs> yes. refresh your skills, interviews. <laughs> exactly. So, and and I think things just happen when you don't expect it to. I got, I got two job offers at that point in time. And it was really scary because It was also that uh, at the same point in Singapore, when I had this job offer in Lithuania, I got offered a job that I've always wanted in Singapore, you know. I mean, okay, not always, but, you know, ever since I graduated for that whole period, I wanted to work there. And they offered me a position. And, you know, it was really cool. Like, you get to travel everywhere. And uh, you get to go to to Miami for two weeks for the first uh, training at the job. And so I think when you're young, everyone wants an opportunity like that. And I was thinking, oh, no, should I pick him or should I pick the job? You know, and I would really like the job. But also I feel like I would regret if I don't go to Lithuania. And so in the end, I decided I'll come. We decided then back then was that we would spend two years in Lithuania, then two years in Singapore and then decide where we want to settle in. And also I told myself, like, okay, it doesn't matter. If you're a capable person, you can be put in the most difficult situation and you will succeed. So I decided, okay, let's just take the plunge and go for it. Nobody understood, I think. Nobody even knew where Lithuania was. Mm. I remember telling my yeah. friends. Not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I am moving to Lithuania. And they were like, Lithuania, what? And he was trying to explain to them where Lithuania is. My mom, I remember the first time I came, she made sure I even bought all my vitamins, like vitamin C tablets and all. She said, I don't know what they have there in Lithuania. <laughs> didn't ask for vitamin D because of the sunlight? <laughs> she didn't know, you know, because we just take vitamin C tablets in Singapore. So she was like, okay, I'm going to pack you everything. And yeah, so then I, that's that's how I ended up in Lithuania working. Oh, that's great. Well, we're happy to have you here. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> you decided decided to come. And um, what was it like when you just moved here to to meet new people? Like you said, it was a bit hard in the beginning when you were living in Kaunas. But then when you came to Vilnius, right, you moved. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like? Like, how did you meet people? Because I know we met when, like, at a yoga class, so it was very random. <laughs> but how about other people? What was it like meeting new, yes. new people and friends? I think at first I really pushed, like, I really tried really hard. So I went for foreigners meetings and stuff like I really tried to put an effort into making friends and that did not work out it was everything was really forced like I remember going for couch surfing meetings and every time you know having to introduce myself over and over again like hello my name is Wenzin what are you doing in Lithuania I work here you did that and so on and when I stopped trying and I let things happen organically it just works so much better for example um, one of my best friends you know in Lithuania I met her from she posted on the um, Facebook group she said I'm looking for someone to do a language exchange with you know to practice English I said oh I need someone to practice Lithuanian with 
Perfect. <laughs> and, it, and that's where it started. You know, we just met for an hour and then half an hour Lithuanian, half an hour English. And now we don't even speak Lithuanian anymore because at some point, I think a few months later, we just gave up and we oh. were like... Oh, no, it's bad. <laughs> so now you know. I learned some stuff from her. I'm not I learned, practicing Lithuanian. <laughs> I did learn some stuff from her that I still remember. So, so... Maybe it's not that bad, but yeah, you know, and when you have friends, you feel so much, you feel, you feel like you belong to when you have friends, you know, you feel like you have somebody to share things with and yeah, you really, I think friends are really important. Mm. Yeah. And um, speaking of, you know, ma- meeting new people and making friends and now you're adminning this uh, group, Girls Gone International. So maybe you can share a little bit about that and why you decided to. Mm-hmm. Become, be kind of the, the, the leader in a way for, for that group in Vilnius. Mm-hmm. So this group has been around for pretty long, I think. Like, I first joined the group when I moved to Vilnius, so that was maybe, yeah, that was four years ago. And there was just not so much happening, you know, and with time I forgot about a group because it would be like once every six months or so, like someone posts like, let's go out for drinks. And, you know, that was mm-hmm. it. And uh, in August this year, um, the lady who started the Venus chapter of this Girl Gone International then approached me. And actually, I've only met her once, but I think <laughs> she exhausted not? her options because she asked a lot of other people and there were not so many No, no, people. she saw your potential, you know, she's like, yes, this girl yes. is going to take the group far. I can definitely, feel it. definitely. So then she asked me, she said, uh, you know, would you be interested in becoming the group admin? And, you know, I like doing stuff and, like, I like staying busy. So I was like, yeah, you know, I rarely say no to things unless, like, you know, you ask me to, I don't know, put me, like, really, like, ask me to jump off a building and I'm afraid of heights. I'm going to say no. But, you know, I'm glad going on this podcast is not, you know, (laughs) like jumping off the building. (laughs) Though it is on the fifth floor, so I'm a little bit scared now. (laughs) Don't worry. We'll keep you safe. So, yeah, um, she approached me and then she explained to me and I thought, oh, this would be so fun. Because I thought back about when I first moved here, how hard it was to make friends. And you also, you just want some girlfriends to go out with. I didn't have any girlfriends, you know. Like my supposed girlfriends were my then boyfriends, um, like friends' girlfriends, you know, who didn't I didn't really have much in common with these girls you know it was really hard for me and I didn't feel like welcome at all so I wanted to create a safe space where you know anyone who doesn't speak Lithuanian can still come and feel welcome and when you feel welcome you know you feel so much warmer in this city that is not the warmest in terms of weather. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. No, it's great because I remember when we met, you were saying how there are not so many events actually in English and it's hard to find them. And now you're basically making your own events or the people on the group are making events and then inviting everybody to come, which is great because I also, um, you know, lived uh, abroad many times and traveled. And it, every time you come to a new place, it's the biggest challenge is to, you know, make friends. You know, you can't just... And you can't just make one or two friends because you want to constantly spend time with people 
and you can't, you know, exhaust the supply of them. Like <laughs> you can't be writing every other day. Like, hey, you want to hang out again? You have um, to have the optimal number Monday, Tuesday, yeah, Wednesday. Exactly. So at least five friends. Then yeah. space them out somehow. Yeah, rotate. So, yeah. So it's um, it, it's great to have this group. You have already what like five hundred, maybe more people now. I didn't check the last time. Yeah, we have about five hundred fifty now. So yeah. which is good. I think it doubled in the past month or so. Because, um, yeah, I think it got once it starts getting active, then, you know, based on Facebook algorithms, anyway, people start seeing and then people, you know, word of mouth to, you know, they invite their friends. And the main thing now is just to, um, the current situation is not ideal, of course, but, um, you know, just to have events so that people know each other and, you know, you, you get to know, wow, there are so many women from all over the world in, you know, in Lithuania and Vilnius. Like, I've never expected it. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. It actually prompted me to start this podcast as well because everybody was introducing themselves on the group and it was like, wow, amazing. You know, so many backgrounds. There's a mm-hmm. teacher, there's, you know, an artist, there's, you know, b- business people, everybody... Um, has a different story to tell. So um, it also sh- kind of gave me the push to, to do this too. So mm-hmm. I'm very happy that you also joined. And I'm sure that the group became so much more active when you started administering it. Because like you said, you need you need somebody to push it forward. You need somebody to engage people in the very mm-hmm. beginning just until it gets the ball rolling. So, yeah, thank you <laughs> for that. <laughs> uh, let's see how it goes. I, It's still early, too early to say, so, yeah. Mm. And, yeah, like you were saying how, yeah, you're an active person, you say yes to things. And I know when we first met, um, I saw that right away because you were asking about opportunities for volunteering. That it was, um, I think, Meistobankas was the first place, maybe one, or one of the first places you started to volunteer uh, when you moved to Vilnius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe you can talk about that. How was it like not, not speaking Lithuanian or speaking very basic Lithuanian? How was it like to find places to, to volunteer? Because you're very engaged in community things now. So, yeah, um, it was hard at first. Like, I generally love volunteering because I feel like you learn... You know, it's not about you helping people, but it's also really like when you volunteer, you learn so much from other people. You know, you learn how your world is just should be wider than it. It just widens your horizon. So when I moved to Lithuania, of course, like I still want to do it. In the first year, I didn't do anything. Then I started, you know, started itching and I was like, I need to do something. I can't just sit at home. Yeah. So uh, I found my Stobankas. Uh, so I went to their warehouse maybe just once a week and to sort the food products. So, um, you know, you get donations from the supermarkets and all. They bring their close to expiration food and then you just sort it. It was not that difficult because I knew basic Lithuanian, like, it, yeah, like basic food products, you know, like this is bread, this is biscuits. And you can tell the only thing was just that mainly, I think, the communication with other people. To be honest, I haven't been to Moisubankas in a while, and I would really like to go, but there's so many other things yeah. going on that it's hard exactly. for me to find time to go. And so, yeah, that that was um, that was interesting because I really believe in the cause of Moisubankas, like, you mm-hmm. know, to make the food 
products realize its full potential, you know, and to make sure that this it's because it's really like it's just food in good condition, you know, and not to throw it out, you know, to put it to good use and to feed people who are in need. So for that, um, yeah, I, I really enjoy like uh, my time with my Supankas. And then after that, I found Caritas and I volunteered with uh, Caritas. Uh, first, I started with the refugees like side of it, mm-hmm. like where they help refugees integrate in Lithuania. But then I also felt like I wasn't able to contribute much because they need people who speak Lithuanian oh, okay. to help them find jobs, housing, etc. So that was really short stint, like maybe just, I would I can't even remember how long, but it was just really, I wasn't active at all. And then I started to get uh, involved and on and off in the animal shelter where I got my dog from, like mm-hmm. Totmilas. So I go there, I walk the dogs and then, and also it was again, like, you know, I always felt very mm, like, um, like a visitor to all these places. Like I didn't feel engage in the community only I think in the past past two years or so then I started becoming like um, I went to Caritas and I wrote them I was like I would like to volunteer here and they're like okay uh, and and um, I then volunteered at the dormitory near the bus station mm. where basically it was like a security guard at the dormitory and it was so interesting because everyone there either spoke Lithuanian or Russian there was just like maybe one or two people who spoke English, but, and I speak Lithuanian like barely. I mean, my vocabulary is very limited. You mm-hmm. know, my grammar is bad. But over there, I did learn quite a bit because I was there forced. <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, I was really just forced ways. to speak Lithuanian. And yeah, so um, uh, I volunteered there for a while until um, before quarantine, then I stopped going. And um, I haven't been back since, like, uh, because the situation keeps changing and all. But I do now actively go to the animal shelter, but I have managed to force myself into the circle Mm -hmm. of the animal shelter. So, (laughs) inner circle. Yeah, after the quarantine ended, so I was like, I was, I really want to do some volunteer work, you know. I, um, so I went to the animal shelter and walk the dogs after walking they're like okay you know that's it thank you so much for your help today i was like no 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 no. i was not taking no for an answer i was like no 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 i'm coming <laughs> in like do you need help cleaning the cage do you need help like you know like cleaning this or that i can clean anything let me do anything oh wow <laughs> i forced my way in a little bit and so now i go to the shelter every week and um i have managed to force myself in such that you know I'm cleaning everything, all the poop, but it's good. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I think probably they don't expect people to to offer to do everything and help regularly so much. Maybe I'm not so sure. Or maybe they have enough help, but then you know, I just really like really really wanted to, so I forced myself in. Yeah. Well, congratulations <laughs> for Thank making you. it. I made it. <laughs> yeah, that's a big achievement to to make. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I like how. Um, you get involved into with you know organizations that are really close to your heart. So you you adopted your 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 dog from from there, and then you kept kept going. Um, I heard that over quarantine, uh, a lot of people had took animals, but then after the lockdown ended, they wanted to give them back. Was it the same case? You know, in in the in the mm-hmm. shelter you're volunteering at? I'm Just, not so sure to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. of course, you do see. There are a lot of abandoned animals, you know, and some of them are just 
so adorable that you don't understand. There are these two dogs, um, Malbinas and Albina. No, mm. Malbina and Albina, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the names are not like, it's just because they came together, the you, sisters. You, who, who comes up with the names? So the, the, the white dog is Albino, so they oh. name her Albina. And then okay. the other one, just to rhyme, they name her Malbina. Oh, so it's cute. Like, yeah. We had a um, little dog called Zeppeline. Because oh. <laughs> he was so fat, he really looked like a Zeppeline. So yeah. And, and yeah, like, they are the sweeters. You know, when I go, they give so many kisses, and they are so friendly, and they're so curious. Like, I would take them home if I could, you know. But they are not adopted, mm -hmm. and people abandon them, and I don't understand. Like, of course, every dog has its own story. Sometimes it might be that the owner died, or sometimes they got lost, and then no one came to claim it. Sometimes it's just people abandon them, you know, like in the Kaimas, they just like abandon or like chain the dog outside. Mm -hmm. And and so, yeah, but I think when I first went to the shelter, it felt really sad. Like I remember crying the first time I was there because mm -hmm. I saw a dog that looks exactly like my dog. And, you know, mm -hmm. he was like eight years old or so. And then he, when you put him in a cage... He was crying, and he didn't want to go out, and he was so skinny. So I would, like, sneak him more food. Like, when it came to feeding time, I'd be like, no, 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 let me do it. And then I would yeah. secretly give him a little bit more food or bring snacks and put it in my pocket. When I walk him, I'll give him snacks. And, and yeah, like, um, and my, my boyfriend was like, don't bring home another dog. Like, <laughs> and... Yeah, it was really hard the first couple of times. And I also brought him to the shelter with me, and he said, I can't do this. Like, he said, it's too heartbreaking to go mm -hmm. and see the conditions of these dogs. And, and, you know, it's just too heartbreaking. But I decided to, like, you know, push through because I felt that if everyone's going to think this way, then nobody's going to go and help the dogs. You know, it's like, oh, it's too difficult for me. But I see the joy and I see the transformation in the dogs. Like, uh there would be, like, new dogs would come. And at first, of course, there's a new environment, you know. If you put anyone in a new environment, you'll be scared, especially when you lose your family and all, and then, like, you're just in this strange environment and there's, like, barking and all. It's scary. Mm -hmm. But then after a while, they make friends, you know. They really do. Like, they actually have clicks. The dogs mm. actually have clicks. So there's this dog, Asha. She doesn't go on walks unless she goes with her friends. Like, she has <laughs> really? two friends, and she'll only go if you take her friends along. And she's also the sweetest dog, you know. So, yeah, you, you do see that. And they enjoy it when you come, and there are people going, like, in the day, and, uh, like, in the mornings and in the evenings, you know, to take them out for walks and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they do get love. Yeah, well, it's nice. It's nice that people actually come and volunteer and mm. take the dogs out and yeah, just just show them that you know people aren't all bad. <laughs> we don't. Yes, I'm so them. passionate. If I could, I would take all of them home and give them all the kisses. <laughs> yeah, that that would be yeah great. And um, I remember you were also volunteering with. Um, was it another place that you were volunteering with refugees? Were you teaching them English? Or was it, uh, or am I confusing something? Because I remember you were going. Yeah, yeah, that was ago. like uh, that. That's another organization to human aid. They work mm. with Caritas a lot, I guess. I'm not so sure actually the exact like dynamics of that. But 
I went to Paprade in Rukla, like to um, teach English or like to interact with the refugees. And also like we had events for them. And um, over the summer, there were some events. Uh, I didn't really take part that much because they were all help on Saturdays. But then we would um, help take the kids home from the camps and stuff. So, and it was really interesting because um, I remember, so it was um, me and my boyfriends doing this together, uh, mm -hmm. taking the kids home from camp. And then we brought this uh, Syrian family, like the kids home. And then the mom, you know, they're very hospitable, like Middle Eastern, you know, like, come, come for mm -hmm. tea, you know. And I think we are, I mean, I'm Asian, so we are like very reserved. And then he's like, you're Lithuanian, he's also yeah. very reserved. And we're like, oh, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. And then the next day, uh, the next day, the same thing happened again. And he said, I think we should go. I think we cannot say no. Mm. And it was so funny because just earlier that they were talking about it, like, oh, it would be so interesting like, to get to talk to them, you know, about their lives, you know, because it must have been a hard journey all the way from Syria to Lithuania. And we went. It turned out to be the most amazing experience because we sat down for tea and then she just started, you know, telling us her story and all, and we learned so much from her that day. Yeah, I think so. that's the most amazing way to learn about anything, just, mm. you know, just speaking with people, having that conversation. And, you know, people, you know, I, I'm, I'm so glad that all the horrible events that probably, you know, happened, um, they still didn't break their hospitality or their spirits, and they're still, you know, want, wanting to connect with other people and welcoming them. So yeah, it's... it was really sweet. How was the tea? Because I'm a very big tea drinker. So. Oh, it's just normal, like <laughs> black tea with sugar. That's a lots of sugar. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. So how do you make time for everything? Because you volunteer at the dog shelter and then this volunteering and now GGI mm. organizing events. Like we had and also to... I'm a member of the Vinus Rotary yeah. Club. Yeah. <laughs> tell, me, tell me about that too. Like how, how is that? Um... I don't, they, okay, so I'm, a, I've been, the Rotary is not something new to me. So when I was in school, I was in Interact and then Rotaract. And then, um, so I didn't think about it when I came to Lithuania. And then I just saw a Facebook ad a couple of years ago. And I was like, I'm going to try this, you know, because I yeah. already know the organization. I know it's international and, and, um, so they do projects like social projects, but other than that, it's also you get to meet people, socialize. And unfortunately, um, as much as I've been active outside of the club, I've not been very active within the club mm -hmm. because the projects are very local and it requires a considerable amount of Lithuanian. Mm -hmm. you know. So when we get your Lithuanian up, then, <laughs> yes. then that'll be on the agenda. Yes. Yes, hopefully. But yeah, like we, we meet once a week and also that also does like keep me occupied. But with regards to like having to, so like people always ask me like, why do you have so many things? Like, how do you do so many things? And I think like, but if I don't do anything, if I just, you know, sit at home every day after work and then like, you know, just let the time pass by, I can't. Like I, I'm from a, I'm from a society, I'm from a country where everything is super fast, you know, since when I was a kid, yeah. like, you have to, like, do five things at one time, you know, and so it normalizes it, and it doesn't feel busy to me at all, as much as people look at my life and think, like, hey, you have too much, but I, I don't know, I never have found, like, 
oh, I cannot find time for myself or anything. Like, it's always been possible. Yeah, yeah. With this question, I'm kind of like devil's advocate because I'm always like that as well. Like, I have a million things going on. People always ask me, like, how are you still breathing? <laughs> and I feel like when you do one thing, it just kind of inspires you. It actually gives mm. you more energy, especially if you find the things that are close to you. Um, so... Yeah, I'm glad that, you know, I'm also not alone and <laughs> there's more of us crazy yes. people who are just <laughs> yes. doing everything. But yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm glad um, that you give back so much because like all of the volunteering, you know, it's giving back to the community and uh, you're, you know, you're not from Lithuania, but you're, you're giving back so much locally. And that's just a, a gem to have people like you or, well, any people who, mm. who really do want to get involved in the community. So yeah, just... When, when I met you and you were already asking, like, about where can I volunteer, like, that, you know, I could still not speak Lithuanian so well. It's like, okay, this is this is a cool person to know. I'm going to make her my friend. <laughs> I'm going to make and, her work for Lithuania. Yes, yes. And then I found out that you love to cook. So I was like, oh, my gosh, this is great. <laughs> it's always good to have uh, friends who, who, who love to cook. And that's another, um, yeah, that's just an activity that I, I love um, to share with you when... Uh, when we meet, like, at your place and we make something, maybe... We made kimchi. <laughs> yeah, we made kimchi. It's so so much fun. <laughs> so hoping we can do more of that. But um, maybe you can talk about more about, like, food and your love for food and where did that come from and how you mm-hmm. realize that activity within your day-to-day. I think it's just... It's again, like, because of where I grew up in, you know, Singapore, everyone loves food. I don't think you can really find someone who can say, oh, I don't like food. If you ask someone for, like, a particular kind of food, everyone would know some place where you can get the bestest, the best that, dining out, you know. You have hawker food, like, hawker culture is huge in Singapore. And so it's just so deep within me, like, just this love of food you know flavors and when I travel my dad whenever we travel somewhere like he would always bring us to the supermarket and we would buy local stuff and bring home to try and all or just you know get snacks so it was just like a family culture too that really brought up my love of food I didn't really cook before when I was living in Singapore because everything was so convenient you know and it was not expensive to eat out here in Lithuania mm. it is expensive to eat out yeah. know, we have hawker food you can get for three euros you get a whole meal mm-hmm. you know but you don't have that and so until then I spent I went for um, Erasmus in Finland and I started cooking a little bit and then after that I spent uh, half a year in Shanghai like on an internship and I started I met a lady from Singapore also, and she loves to cook you know mm. she would bake stuff and bring to the office so and like she really your mentor <laughs> yeah she was my mentor like uh, for that program and also, my mentor, like, in just this whole journey, you know, she introduced me to this whole cooking thing. And and then I went home and um, back to Singapore, and I just, you know, just started doing stuff, you know, and it just developed from there. And then when I moved to Lithuania, and there are many things that you want, but, you know, you can't find it here. So that's why I even learned like, to make buns, you know, to make noodles from scratch, to make kimchi, to make my own chili sauce, you know, um, it just came bit by bit, and and I think sharing is what makes this whole experience better. Mm. Because I 
I can't, you know, it's there's no satisfaction. It's like I cook and then I eat. I'm like, mm-hmm, that tastes <laughs> Done. Right. Yeah, but when you see the look on other people's face, you know, like they enjoy or, or, or when I see that sparkle in my boyfriend's eyes, like, oh, this is like so weird. This is not like a flavor that I've tasted before, but I like mm-hmm. it and I can't explain why I like it. And that is just brings me so much joy. Like it's always been my dream and I think for a while it would still be to to work related to food. And I don't think I would call it work anymore. It would just be a passion project. Mm. So maybe now is a good time to transit. But there are a lot of things to consider, of course. But I hope that I will not lose sight of that goal. Because it's always easy to say, but it's difficult to actualize, though. So... Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's in you. I remember you were making like marshmallows for your colleagues at work at some point, or something else as well. Yeah, marshmallows. So I make marshmallows. Um, I love making marshmallows. They're super easy. I can give you the recipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, and people love it. Like I, um, so, um, my boyfriend's a swimming coach, and then I make. I used to make like snacks and all when he would go for a competition mm. and the kids would be so excited. <laughs> you know, I make them little uh, medallions from cookie. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like with a number one, with like the sugar dough and all. And and they still have it to today. You know, it's been like more than a year and they still have it. Probably not a good time to eat that cookie yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. But yeah, so it's just about sharing. It just feels so good to share and see the joy in other people's face. It's the same like with volunteering, I guess. Like I just, I, I guess I just don't like seeing people being sad. <laughs> so, yeah, let's give them, give them food, give them chocolate, yeah, give them sugar, cookies. sugar, sugar. <laughs> Fill them up with sugar. Yeah, very cool. Um, I'm curious, what is your favorite favorite thing to cook or to make? It really depends on my mood. So I can spend like the whole day in the kitchen, you know, cooking. It really, like, I don't think I have one favorite thing to cook because there could be, I could go through like phases, you know, like, oh my God, now I just love doing this. So so now I'm in a phase of bean sprouting. So I mm-hmm. keep like um, getting mung beans and soaking and then bean sprouting them, you know, like sprouting them and then getting bean sprouts and then. That's my thing now. For a while, it was kombucha. And then a while before that, it was tofu. Like, I was making a lot of tofu. And then before that, it was kimchi. You know, and then before, even before that, it was, um, like, uh, baozi and uh, noodles, like, pasta. So, yeah, it really depends. Like, I go through these phases where I start, like, making a lot of the same thing. Yeah, experimenting. Like, yeah. And then going to another thing, right? Yeah. You, so you become a master and then you move on. <laughs> or a master of none. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it's exciting. Every time yeah, we see each other, you're, you're making something new. Mm. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's very cool that you do that. Um, yeah, well, speaking, also speaking about food, I wanted to ask you what your favorite Lithuanian dish was or is, <laughs> rather. So... I used to really like shaltebashi, but then mm-hmm. became lactose intolerant. So oh, a little bit. No. I still like it, but then like I, um, I take care of my stomach. Uh, mm, I know what I don't like. That'll be easier to say. Okay. <laughs> well, you can okay. Do I, that too. I'm never gonna offer that to you when you come over. I don't like kugelis, and I don't. Uh, it's like it. The first time I remember, I ate kugelis. And I was like, 
how is that potatoes? <laughs> no, this is not potatoes. Stop lying. There is no potato in this. Yeah, it's something else in disguise. <laughs> yeah, the same with Cephaline. Like when I was like, this is, what is this? Potato? Where is the potato? Like, mm. is it like just 1% potato? Stop lying, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, but in general, I prefer lighter food and Lithuanian food is a little bit heavier. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, all those, like, meat, um, yeah, like, meat-based, potato-based, and, like, sour cream, and all. It's very heavy. I guess, like, cabbage soup, but I don't think that's a Lithuanian thing, though. Like, I don't think anyone would say, like, oh, kovustis ruba is, like, a Lithuanian dish. Like, it's not, so... When they're fresh or when they're, like, fermented? Both are fine, I mm. guess. But I, I also don't like when they put, like, the spoonful of, like, sour cream <laughs> in your soup. I always have to fish it out. I'm like, nope, no sour cream. Yeah, it's in everything. I think that um, there was a YouTube video about Lithuania, and then there was a separate segment about food. And it's like, of course, with sour cream. And, like, every, every food, it's like, with yeah. sour cream, with sour cream, potato, sour cream, chantimashi, <laughs> yeah. sour cream, anything. Yeah, so it's, it's something we have, but... Fortunately, you can always say that you don't want it, and then they just but leave it out. But even when I say I don't want it, they still put it in. Oh. I've said it nice. so many times that now I just, like, totally, like, it's like, oh, you know what? Forget it. I can take it out myself. I'm a big girl. I got this. <laughs> yeah, you can take care of yourself. And what about, like, eating out? Um, doesn't have to be Lithuanian food. Um, but what's your favorite place to eat out um, in Vilnius? I really like Jokesmas. Like for me in Venus, like they have really good food and the menu is interesting. The food is good. The prices are reasonable. The place is cozy. So like if I if I have to go like, you know, like somewhere like nicer, I would go to Jokesmas. But it's just a casual like a dinner. I feel like it doesn't matter. So I follow a lot of restaurants. So my friend Ekla told me like, if I need to find a restaurant, I'll just ask you because every single restaurant that she oh. finds, she can find it. One's in like this. One's in like this. Okay, so that's the the criteria. Like if one's in liked it, then <laughs> well, no, I just like everything that opens, you know. And then oh, I would decide okay. if I want to go or not. But because there's so many new places like opening up, so it's always like you know, okay, let's go here to try this. Let's go there to try that. You know, so yeah. In I think in the in the five years that I've lived. In Lithuania, I see the change in it. Like, it's huge, huge change in Lithuania. Yeah, I feel that too. Like, even when studying and coming back every time, it's like, oh, another place is open. Mm. Oh, another cafe, another restaurant. Mm. You know, it's it's crazy. It's changing all the time. Burger King is coming. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. I'm just waiting for In-N-Out or Cows Jr. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just... Just lo- local places, like not chains. People, you know, are adventurous. They're opening up their own cafes. Mm. Um, yeah, what about what about cafes? Like, what's what's your favorite cafe? Or I don't do go, go to? to cafes that much also because, like, well, I don't do coffee. Mm-hmm. I don't really do tea or so. So I do go, and I don't really do desserts. Oh, gosh, I sound like a terrible, boring <laughs> person. I mean, I like cooking, you know. I, I like making desserts. I just don't enjoy eating them as much. And also because a lot of stuff contains cream, which doesn't, mm. the odds are not in my favor. Yeah, so. I see. 
Well, it's good to be your friend because then <laughs> just yeah. Well, I like Chaika. Chaika is nice. It's、mm. cozy, you know, and they have a nice selection. Bejudona is also great.、Mm-hmm. It's very local, and they always have such delicious stuff. Yeah, I love the the chocolate cake they have. I don't know if you've ever tried it. Well, you don't like chocolate, or no, I, I don't eat chocolate. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you're such no. a weirdo, Noah. Don't eat a lot of stuff. <laughs> but it's yeah. The, that chocolate cake for anyone listening. Oh my gosh, you have to have to try <laughs> this chocolate、okay. cake they have. It's it's really nice.、And、When cho- I decide that I like chocolate, I'll try it. Yeah, that'll be your your gateway、yes. chocolate <laughs> meal. <laughs> Or it would turn me off the chocolate forever. No. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's it's a good place as well. Also, yeah, Chaika. Oh my gosh, yeah, I love that place. It's so cozy. I used to do like all my meetings there if I were、mm. meeting friends or meeting you know people for the first time.、It、was. Nice、yeah,、place. my friends like kept asking me like, okay, let's go to Chaika, let's go to Chaika. Until like I'm like, okay, I think we need to start going to other places.、Mm-hmm. Also, um, backstage cafe, I think it's also nice.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they allow、them. dogs, and they yeah, yeah, so yeah. awesome when they allow. Yeah,、dogs. I think we met there once. Yes, I think yeah, they have two, and、yeah. that one they do brunch as well. I've、mm-hmm. not tried the brunch, but somebody told me that it was very nice. Yeah, so yeah, I had. Like I've been to both. I think Bollywood and then the other one.、Mm. And I think the one that,、um, the one that's near, what was that place? Like, is it near Loftus? Maybe、yeah. that、mm. one is really nice.、Mm. Like that one is has a wider food selection, and they have really nice banoffee.、Mm. So good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get hungry now. <laughs>、um, okay, moving away from food.、Um, <laughs> So that I don't start like fainting here.、Um, what are, what are your favorite things about you know living in Lithuania? And maybe is there also anything that you miss from home that you would like to bring here?、Mm, I think I like the work-life balance that I have. You know, after work, and I like it how nature is so close. Like I could in summer. I could just bring my dog out to the park, Vinho Parkas, and it's not far away.、Mm, where do you go usually to, to nature in Vinho Parkas? Vinho Parkas, or even like to Belmontes, is also not far. Or Jeleiu Ejerai,、mm-hmm. yeah, that's also not far. And if you want, like you know, over this summer I was in Trakai, and at first I was thinking like. Oh God, this is gonna be horrible. Like I was like,、mm, okay, we'll see. What's so nice about Trake? I mean, I've been to Trake. I don't like Kibine. I don't know what else to do in Trake. <laughs> <laughs> But actually, it turned out to be the most amazing. Like I, I this summer I've been to Nida、mm-hmm. and Trake, both for vacations. And Nida was,、mm, I don't know, not my thing. You know, really, I've never felt that Nida was my thing. And I think a lot of Lithuanians don't get that. They're like, why? That's awesome. <laughs> Paradise on earth. Yeah, it's so calm there and all. But you know, it's like everything was overpriced and it was kind of crowded. And and it, it became crowded because nobody could go anywhere on vacation this year. And yeah, and then when and it took so long to travel because I don't drive, so we took a train. Like we took a taxi, then a train, then a. Bus or, and also a ferry, so I don't know. We we tried most modes of transport trying to get to Nida. It took like half a day to get there, so、mm. it was very exhausting. And in comparison, Turkey is just like thirty minutes away. Yeah, and it was so calm and it was so beautiful. 
you know, um, got a got a house in like um, like a Sodiba. Mm. So oh, that's very nice. So yeah, and it's like five minutes by foot to the beach. Oh, it's mm. kind of like a tiny mini beach, and um, the dog was running free in the yard. You know, you could make barbecue. I had so much barbecue that I was like, I'm gonna quit barbecue for the rest of the year. <laughs> Had yep. your dose. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nope, I smell like barbecue. I feel like barbecue. I am barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> you are mm-hmm. one with the barbecue. Yes, me and barbecue has merged into one. Yeah, and it's just so beautiful. I didn't expect it to be that beautiful. Because mm. I've been in Thraki before. Like, uh, when the first time I was in Lithuania, like, the first summer that I spent in Lithuania, so not when I lived here, but when I was traveling, I went to Thraki. I was for a couple of days, and now it was horrible i felt sick and then it was like nothing much i remember there was a lot of walking because we're not taking taxis and oh gosh i hated it Mm. but this time around everything was just so convenient and like so nice and i really it was like the best holiday i finished my books that i brought with me you know got so much done and came back and really felt rested Mm. so i think that's the definition of a good holiday oh yeah definitely Yeah, I mean, well, I also like the active holidays when you do a lot and you see a lot, but then sometimes you come back and you're like, okay, I need, need another vacation <laughs> because I'm so tired. Mm. But uh, yeah, that sounds relaxing. And yeah, Trakai is beautiful. When I was little, we um, we even went, we were learning to sail there. They have a sailing mm-hmm. school. Of course, I think I have a mini trauma from that because there was like a <laughs> storm and I was in the middle of the lake and oh, there was like no. a tiny, tiny little boat and I was, I don't know, 10 years old. <laughs> So so now I'm slightly afraid of kind of um, things that require balance in the water, like small boats that are uh, a bit unstable. I'm not so good with them anymore, I think, from that experience. Childhood trauma. Yeah, a little bit. But uh, but yeah, it's beautiful. I loved going mm. there and there's the lake and the castle. And oh my gosh. I remember when my mom came to Lithuania. So my, my mom came to visit me in Lithuania three years ago. Yeah, three years ago, she came to visit me in Lithuania, and she was like, oh, wow, this is so beautiful, you know? Like, she was really blown away by how mm-hmm. things were. I remember uh, I told her, okay, go to the burger store. Like, I can't remember which burger store, but go grab a burger there. <laughs> and then she came back, and she was like, oh, my God, that burger was so good. And it was so cheap. <laughs> Because everything here is very cheap, like, from a Singaporean point of view, you yeah. know? She's like, the potatoes here are so cheap. <laughs> so as a joke, like I, I bring back toilet paper and potatoes because I have empty suitcases like oh, when I go right. back to Singapore. So as a joke, I always fill my um, suitcases up with, because um, I have two suitcases, so I stack them up, but I still need to fill them up with stuff. So I put toilet paper, potatoes, <laughs> carrots, and, you know, just open. Every time she's opening, it's like she's having a good laugh. Like, we're going to see what I brought back from the Lithuanian supermarket. Like a lottery. <laughs> yeah. That's so, very yeah. cool. Yeah, and then you and then when you come back, you bring back a bunch of food, right? Yes, I bring back 60 kg worth of stuff. Wow. So that's probably what I miss, like, you know, what I miss in Lithuania. My family and the food. Yeah, mm, I'm maybe like like more active English-speaking arts scene. That's mm. all. Like I really miss going to the theater, like um, or or to have like international troops traveling, like making a stop because I don't think there is also no like um, 
you know, like build theater for for in Lithuania for the kind of performances too, like a specialized theater too. Yeah, they have um, they have them coming sometimes, like musicals sometimes uh, come, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that's another another. It's thing pretty rare. Be yeah. nice. It'd be nice to have more. Yeah, they mm. have like mm, performers coming, you know, like singers and all. Yeah. Concerts. concerts yeah all the time yeah, but that i would really like want to go for like a play so i used to do this annual trip to london to mm-hmm. watch stuff like consume everything in five days <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a that's a good plan because it's yeah so many flights to london well not currently maybe because mm-hmm. of the quarantine but generally it's so easy you just go for yeah. a weekend to london yeah and then come back just consume everything it's like okay I soak up my culture enough for the next six months. We're good to go. Well, well maybe once your Lithuanian improves. <laughs> oh. So how are how are you um, with that now? Like, what uh, what level would you say you're speaking? I guess at? like A to B one somewhere in Ooh, between. Well, that's not bad. B one is already getting to like proper yeah, conversation. Yeah, my Lithuanian, I guess, it's not that terrible. Like people are always surprised when they hear me. The thing is, it's not that terrible, but I don't have the practice of speaking to friends and all in Lithuanian, and people tend to forget that I actually do understand. Maybe not the whole conversation. Yeah, so they're trying to talk behind your back, and <laughs> then you're like, yes. "I know what you're saying." I know, <laughs> but yeah, for example, at the gym, you know, actually, I speak Lithuanian. I mean, I understand everything that he's saying, but because I, when I first went to the gym, I've been going there for four years, and when I first went, I didn't speak any Lithuanian. So as mm-hmm. time went by, I did like start understanding but I think people still remember me as like you know okay the Asian girl and uh, also because like when I go to a store sometimes I speak in Lithuanian and the person replies me in English because I look obviously foreign you know I guess when mm-hmm. you're European maybe sometimes it's hard to tell yeah. but I look obviously foreign that like people automatically start speaking to me in English even when I reply in Lithuanian and then I start thinking like did I say something wrong but, you know, I have very thick skin, so sometimes I'm just like, okay, I don't care. I'm just going to keep speaking to you. Let's see how long you can last. <laughs> so, so yeah, but it does create a kind of situation that, like, and I just feel like, okay, there's no need, like, to speak Lithuanian. Because mm-hmm. people just want to be helpful. Yeah. Like, oh. But at the same time, I'm like, well, actually, I speak your language, you know. Yeah. So. But I'm sure there's many, if, especially if you would go out from Vilnius where mm. there's less people speaking English then. Yeah, would be very grateful that you. Yeah, my boyfriend, mom, for example, she doesn't speak any English. She speaks Lithuanian mm-hmm. or Russian. So when I visit her, which is very rare, it's like intensive Lithuanian training. So actually, basically, his whole family, his entire family, speaks Lithuanian, mm-hmm. and his friends they also feel more comfortable conversing in Lithuanian. So, I mean, they do like speak to me in English and all, but there are a couple who don't really feel comfortable conversing in English. So, but they, they talk and I understand and all, you know. But yeah, like, I I feel kind of like a little bit like a stalker. Like, you know, I just stalk people's <laughs> conversation and I'm like, I understand. <laughs> but I'm not saying anything. I'm just like, I understand. <laughs> yeah, very sneaky. Yes. Very sneaky ones. But you are uh, you are taking lessons, right, Lithuanian? Yes, I have a teacher, so I take private lessons. Uh, depending, it could be like once or twice a week. So so yeah, 
I've been doing it on off for the last couple of years. Like not been very consistent. But I think the biggest thing about me is laziness. Because mm. there's so much to memorize for Lithuanians, you know. Yeah. All the form. <laughs> like Lithuanian language is so complicated. So I would like learn like the bare minimal and then like all my grammar is just like all over the place. Like, oh but now because I'm taking in a I'm taking the state language exam next month. So I am forcing myself this month, like I am actually cutting down on activities just so that I will stay at home and study. And I'm forcing myself, okay, on weekends, we will only speak Lithuanian. Oh, okay. I'm in. I'm in for this <laughs> test. <laughs> then yeah. we, can, we can speak more Lithuanian next time. Nah, it's okay. It'll be over in a month. <laughs> exactly <laughs> well, for, a month. For this month, we're going hard on, on, on your Lithuanian <sighs> training. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to probably switch my phone to being in Lithuanian, you know, like change everything to being in Lithuanian. And when I'm walking past signs and stuff, like I would really read it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I used to be like, okay, I understand. But now I really read it and I'd be like, okay, this is in this form because it's like that, you know, so... But I think I'm only going to have that amount of focus for, like, oh, no. unfortunately, like, for the next month only. It's like a Google Glasses, you know, like scanning <laughs> yes, the environment. So like, probably <laughs> after that, I'll get lazy again. I'll have fine new stuff to be like excited about. Okay. So yeah, yeah, we'll have to make sure that you don't <laughs> don't stop. <laughs> Once uh, you get going, you know, it's easier like to keep the momentum up instead of going back and down. That's true, but you know, or you just stagnate that so you don't go down you stagnate stagnate mm. is fine you know it's a safe place it's a flatland <laughs> <laughs> okay um do you have any like favorite lithuanian words or anything that you've learned mm, i like it like how some of the words sound really like sounds englishy but they are not like the like I remember driving through we were driving past a brewery and then I was just reading out signs like like a kid you know who drives past stuff like I'm basically like a huge kid like I was driving past and I was like reading signs and then there was a word a penis and I started laughing I'm like <laughs> oh my gosh you have a word called a penis in Lithuanian <laughs> And the Lithuanians did not get it. They were like, what's so funny? I'm like, it's a penis. Like, why you don't get it? It's a penis. Yeah, yeah so. Like, what's wrong with you, Hwanzan? Like, <laughs> Yeah, everyone was like, what's so funny? It's a penis. It's like a normal word. It's like, it's no, like it's a, a penis, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a penis. It's a penis. <laughs> and then, yeah, or, or like the, the phrase that left the deepest impression on me when I was um doing that language exchange with my friend that I mentioned earlier was... um. She, my dog was like fresh from the shelter and she was pooping blood. And I was trying to tell her that in Lithuanian. And she taught me the phrase that till now I would never forget. Like, shoot a sukroyu. Like, I would never forget it, no matter how hard. Like, um, no matter how, even if I get dementia, I think I would not forget that too. Because it just has such a deep impression on me. But it's not a useful phrase at all. No, I don't think like, I mean, I could go to a doctor and say like, you know, oh yeah, I know I have like <laughs> shit with blood. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> limited use of this phrase. Well, yeah, but <laughs> well, that's a funny one to remember. Yeah, I should ask um, other guests to see who has a more interesting story to tell about. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> everyone their, has. Their favorite words uh, in, in, in Lithuanian. 
Yeah. Um, is there any like funny stories, anything weird that you found in Lithuania that happened or anything that you thought was strange when maybe when you first moved here? Mm, Christmas Eve, I found kuchos really strange. Because they kept saying that they don't eat meat on kuchos, but they eat fish. And I am like, but fish is meat. Why are you eating fish? <laughs> they have feelings too. No, like, no dairy products. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, I remember being so excited because I, I love vegetables and fruits. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I'm like, yay, we're not eating meat today. That is so awesome. I would love to see what kind of vegetarian dishes you have because we have that like in Chinese culture too, you know, like there'll be... um times of the month that my grandma for example she would be vegetarian because like she's buddhist so like then then she would be vegetarian for like a certain day in the month so i was like oh you know and my grandma makes this like super yummy vegetarian food and i was looking for it i was like i want to see what's the lithuanian version of it mm -hmm. so came kuchos you know i was so excited and then <laughs> they were like oh we we hate it because they're silky and all like we don't eat silky i'm like but silky is fish. Fish <laughs> is meat. But you're not eating meat. So why are you eating fish again? Yeah. I didn't get it. And like, till now, it's still weird to me. Like, and every single Lithuanian says the same thing. Like, oh, you have to remember on kuchos, you cannot eat meat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, fish. but you're eating fish. Stop telling me I can't eat meat. You are eating meat. But I understand that it's a Christianity thing about like, you know, that you can eat fish and all. I do know, but doesn't not make it like not weird so yeah. yeah yeah i guess and yeah i think on kuchas is the most fish dishes you will ever see like all mm -hmm. the different types of uh, herring silke and um yeah not not so many actually vegetable yeah uh, dishes <laughs> yeah and but but still yeah we I, I like kuchos and the all the all the foods my aunt makes really nice silke so i'm happy <laughs> whenever that time comes around but, but it's me <laughs> but yes it, it's it's not uh it's not vegan it's not <laughs> vegetarian yes it's not in vegetarian the end. yeah so yeah that's that's something really weird and i don't know like because Lithuania is not the first country like if it had been my first experience living abroad, I'll be like, oh, everything is so weird. But it's not, you know. I live in Finland. I live in China. I live in the U.S. So then like, then I come to Lithuania and I travel a lot too. So it wasn't like anything. Like, I didn't feel anything was really strange. I knew like I have my routine anyway for, for being in a um, foreign country and just didn't feel like there was so much that like so out of the ordinary stuff or anything like that mm, okay yeah. well we're about i guess to wrap up now but um just the last thing i wanted to ask um how would you in uh, uh one word describe living in lithuania hmm i never thought about it i guess my experience i would just put like it's not a general experience for anyone but about my own experience living in Lithuania mm, I think 
Mm-hmm. It's so hard. Like everything that I think of is not one word. You can okay. You can do a few words. Up, up to three. Up to three. <laughs> I think it's self-discovery. It's a hyphen, Ooh. so it's okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I changed a lot ever since I lived in Lithuania. You know, I fell in love, fell out of love. You know, uh, learned to live by myself for an extended period of time. Learned to not. You know, learn to be strong for myself too, mm-hmm. and learn that given a crappy situation, I could rise above it too. And I think Lithuania gave me a lot in that sense. Like to not have the comfort of family was something that I had to. I'm very close to my mom, so if there's any issues, I always go to my mom. And to not have that comfort of family, like not being able to escape from things, like having to face things, because I have a tendency to run away. You know, if something gets too difficult, I'm like, okay, I'm going to pack my bags and I'm going to run away. So I think it's taught me a lot and I grew a lot since living in Lithuania, becoming the person that I am today. And I I think I would not have, like, transformed, you know, to, like, metamorphosized, like, without this whole experience. Wow, yeah, that's beautiful. Self-discovery. Cool. Okay, well, thank you so much for thank you. being on the podcast. And um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. For more conversations like this one, subscribe to the podcast and let's connect on the Living in Lithuania Facebook page. If you or someone you know would like to be on the podcast, feel free to get in touch. Until next time. <laughs>